Welcome to Wander the World podcast. I'm your host, Evelyn. Today, I have my close high school friend, Amy, on the show. And Amy is a poet, writer, designer, and podcaster who's based in Seattle, but currently she's in Taiwan because of COVID. Amy, would you like to introduce yourself and say hi? Hi, Evelyn, and hi, everyone. My name is Amy Shanchu, and I am a poet, writer, and a designer. You can find me in my book, Reborn, on AHC Poetry on Instagram. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Same. My God, I, I love just talking to you and video chatting with you. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have you here today. So today we're going to talk about um, Amy's travel exp- travel experience, Amy's study abroad experience in London four and a half years ago in 2016. So Amy, why did you choose to study abroad in London? Yeah, so I double major in English creative writing and in visual arts. And I feel like as a writer and as an artist, I should definitely visit London. England. You know what I mean? That's where a lot of great writers lived and they spend their entire lives there. And I just wanted to go, you know, it has always been on my list. And I got the opportunity to study abroad for a month, more than a month, slightly like two months, actually one month and a half in London. And I decided I want to do it. And I was one of the youngest people in, on the team, but I ended up going and I was. It was great. That sounds like a really awesome time. Like just going away from your original city for six weeks. I think that's a like that's a good amount of time for me. It's not too long and it's not too short, and get to live there for a bit. Yeah, I have a lot to tell you because I'm a big fan of Shakespearean. Oh yeah, Shakespeare. You didn't change. <laughs> yeah, like I love Shakespearean poetry and all the plays. So it's like a city that fulfills. A lot of dreams of mine, and I want to get inspired, and I wanted to travel alone. It was my first time study abroad, so and I was like nineteen, twenty, around like nineteen years old, twenty years old. But other people on the team were like twenty four, twenty five, like they were much older. So it was hard, but I got my opportunity, and I went, and I stayed in a host family. How was staying at the host family like? Yeah, so my school. A lot of time we had classes at the University of London, which is in Zone One. And for those you know, London, England, there's Zone One, Zone Two, Zone Three, Zone Four. And we basically had this pass for the metro. Basically, you could use it wherever you go. And we had to take a metro from Zone One to Zone Two and to Three and to Four. And my host family was at Four. You know, it was very, it was far away. And I have a lot to tell you about host family. What do you want to know? I wanted to say everything, but I guess more of like, did you enjoy it? Because personally, I enjoy my own freedom, and if I could, I would live alone. But the first place I stayed in Australia, I lived with my landlord, and they were like really, really lovely people, and I had a great time. So I just wanted to, maybe in general, ask like, did you feel like you got to know more about British culture, or were you not super close to them, or yeah, like something like yeah, that? Yeah, my host family was an old couple. And they were very nice. They were retired, like grandparents, that kind of vibe. And then they would provide me dinner. They would home cook me British meals for dinner, which was very nice. Like the program made them do that、um, because of the amount of fees that we paid. 
but it was nice that they decided to do that for me because my friend's host family didn't do that. My friend's host family just gave my friend like pizza, like frozen pizza, you know. But I was lucky. I got to meet host family that cared about me, and then they were asking me how are the classes, and it was nice. Except that it was very far away from where I had to go to school, and we had to take the London tube, not like metro. I said metro earlier on, but let me correct it. It's London Underground. It's called a tube. <laughs> Honestly, it was very far away. We had to walk from the host family for fifteen minutes, fifteen to twenty minutes walk to the station, and that station is at Zone Four. And we'll have to take at least like one hour, forty minutes to one hour, and transfer like two times in between to get to the classroom station, and then walk for another ten to fifteen minutes to the classroom. Every day, I had to wake up at like six or seven. But for those who know me, I sleep a lot. I sleep a lot, so I skip breakfast a lot of times. <laughs> I just take like piece of bread and stick it in my mouth while <laughs> while just walking to the station because I I rather sleep. <laughs> I just needed it. I'm someone who can't miss breakfast, but one hour sounds so far. My God. Yeah, it is quite far. And we had to transfer in between in the morning. It was very crowded, always crowded on the tube in the morning. Yeah, I remember we had to transfer at King Cross Station. Just a side question: What's King、mm. Cross Station like in、uh, like UK?、Uh, Bit random. Do you want me to describe how it looks? Hmm. Maybe not, but I just want to mention like it's totally off topic. But the King Cross Station in Sydney is known for like it's kind of like the red light drug district. Oh, but I don't believe it's、really? probably the same in London. They're trying to、mm-hmm. revamp like the King Cross district in Sydney, but it still has a bad rep. So whenever I hear that, I'm like, ah.、Oh. But yeah, I guess the one in London will be very different. I think the one in London is not dangerous, but it's always busy. But then it could be a little bit shady at night. It has like eleven platforms. And it's huge. It's big, and people go to King Cross Station to take that、uh, Harry Potter photo. You know, <laughs> that's where I took the photo.、Uh, they have this wall where people, like tourists, will line up, and then there's like the suitcase and the car going to the wall. You know, and it has like King Cross next to it. It's pretty interesting. Check it out. Yeah, if you're there. Have you ever been? No, I've never been to London. I really wanted to go back in high school. I think I told you, but then life got in the way, and now I kind of want to go to a country that speaks a language apart from English. I've heard like mixed reviews about London and UK. Like some people say it's like amazing. Some is like, oh, it has a similar、uh, English speaking culture vibe to Australia. So I'm like, ah,、oh, I want to go something that's like super different. I guess. I believe it depends on where you go. And I just wanted to add on the platform I was talking about, King Cross. It's called Platform Nine, King Cross Station. For those who want to search it up, the Harry Potter photo place. <laughs> and one thing I noticed about like the London Underground Tube is that it's always so deep in the ground, literally called the underground. It's like a hundred floors beneath this the floor. Oh, I miss London now that I'm talking about it. Would you like visit again soon? <laughs> Well, not soon, but I、sometime. would, and I wish I could. You know, like there's a lot of things I miss about London. So, what do you miss the most about it? Honestly, I miss the diversity in London. 
So my teacher from London told me that almost like seventy to eighty percent of people, pass passengers that you see who arrived in London, they're not from London. They're definitely from someone somewhere else. So you see a mix of race, ethnicity, and cultures and everything. And I think a London city is a combination of that. Well, that sounds so interesting.、Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like little stores, little shops in the corner. I love it. It's very vibrant and full of colors, music, and lyrical. That's a city that I would want to visit because、mm-hmm. I will. Although it does rain. <laughs> does it like rain a lot? It does rain quite a bit. But then, if you're from Taiwan, then it's no big deal. But then, if you're from Seattle, then the rain is different. I would describe the rain in Taipei is different from the one in Seattle and different from the ones in London. But make sure you bring an umbrella if you go to London. Cause I live in Brisbane, Australia now, and I think it rarely ever rains here, except for right now. It's been storming for like a week. But apart from that, like we literally never rain. So I personally don't like rain. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so happy. But yeah, but I I think I can get used to rain because I remember when I was in primary school, I would walk home, and it would be like a half an hour walk in like pouring rain, and and I would be pretty happy. So like, what was your study abroad life in London like? Honestly, it was great, and let me tell you about it. <laughs> so I met a really great professor there, and when I was in London, I studied English literature and theater, history and architecture. That's four different subjects. And I remember my teacher, who was teaching me、uh, history and architecture, he told us there's no textbook needed for this class, and I was like, what? And the teacher said, let me give you a book of map. He handed each of us like a book that has like the London Underground map as well as London Underground's history, and he would be like, "Guys, let's meet at let's say、uh, King Cross Station or meet at this station, that station, in the morning, probably like eight a.m. <laughs> and then it's like hours away from where I live." And then I'll be like, okay, we'll try to get there. So,、uh, FYI, people who were in the same program were living in different host families, in which they were at different places. So we had to each went from where we lived to where the teacher wanted us to be. And then the professor was like, the entire city is your textbook. Now just follow me, and then I'll take you and guide you to everything. So when we wanted to see like the oldest bank, he would be like, "Oh, meet us at this bank station." And then we were standing in front of the bank, and the teacher started talking. He made the London city the entire textbook, and we basically walked everywhere. Honestly, I broke like two pairs of shoes. I'm not even kidding. I lost like seven kg after a month. I feel like if that was the case, I would love like history much more because I hated history in high school. <laughs> but yeah, but now I find it interesting. Sad life, man. <laughs> oh well, it's okay. Were there any like cultural differences between London and Seattle, or was there anything that you found like surprising? So honestly, when I was there, you know, this is how I speak, right? And people were like, "Oh, American accent." They were like making fun of me. They said like, "Oh, honestly, English accent, like British accent, is the true, it's the real English." <laughs> like they were always like debating with me about it, like as a joke. You know, they were pretty hilarious. But the type of jokes are different. I don't see how I could compare Seattle with London specifically, other than the type of rain it has. 
I didn't expect London to be so different from Seattle because I've always thought that they were both like moody, like artistic cities. But now I feel like I'm more interested in London because you said it's different. <laughs> like, well, I, I still advocate for Seattle. Oh, true. But London is way bigger, as in like it has way more diversity and more colors in the city. I remember you like drink a lot of tea. So were there any like tea places in London that you went? Yeah, there are like two that I recommend. The first one is very famous. Famous, oopsie. Everybody calls it F and M, but it stands for Fordham and Mason. And basically, they started in Piccadilly, London, and has stores all over the place, <laughs> throughout like airports and、um, different department stores. And I really recommend it because it has a formal afternoon tea. A formal afternoon tea, you will have to wear something that's formal. And when I went there with my friend, I was amazed. They had like pianists who played live music, as well as the entire tea set and a special room that's dedicated for formal afternoon tea. And I saw this old couple walked in. They were about like sixty or seventy years old, like a grandma and grand、uh, and a grandpa, that kind of couple. So cute! They were walking with their high hats on and dressed like very classic, classy, and elegant. And they just sat down and started having afternoon tea. I was like, "Whoa, that's the type of romance I want!" <laughs> and you could basically take everything home. They gave you different kind of jams and bottles and nice tea, different kind of desserts from.、Um, Salty desserts to sweet desserts, and everything was really nice. It's definitely worth the price. It's a little bit pricey, but I think I think for once in a lifetime experience, it's worth it. Was there like <laughs> another、uh, like tea place that you wanted to introduce? Yeah, it's called、um, the Withered, and it's another British chain of shops selling coffee, tea, and related products like chocolate. And I love their hot chocolate. You know, I recommend that. I recommend、uh, whether it's hot chocolate and Earl Grey tea, like tea leaves instead of just tea bags.、Mm. I still believe I I'm the type that like tea leaves more than tea bags, just because you could add different things and you could really let the tea leaves flavors comes out. I agree. I like I a hundred percent prefer tea leaves. Even though when I'm lazy, I do drink tea bags, but I feel like I can like smell and taste the difference. I love tea, even though people think I only love coffee, but I love tea as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love tea way more. Yeah, I always drink tea when I write. I haven't drank tea in a while because it stains my teeth. But、uh, yeah, maybe I'll get some tea later after this podcast. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not?、Yeah, I I have like whole collection of tea, like more than twenty types that I like rarely drink, and I'm like, oh, why are you guys just there? So I should really start drinking more tea. So apart from tea. Were there some like must do things or must see locations in London for you? So for those who know about London, there are a lot of museums in London City that are free. I was wondering why can't America do the same about art and culture? You know, and I spent all my free time visiting all the museums as many as possible in London. And there are two that I like the most. The first one is the National History Museum. I love it and love it. 
the architecture, the history, the type of things they have in the museum are definitely worth seeing. And I would give it like two to three days. Honestly, I literally spend hours and hours reading everything in the museum. There's no way you could finish reading everything at once. National History Museum is dedicated to understanding the natural world and our place. So it has different things from human biology to the earth science to dinosaurs to animals, and it's definitely somewhere that I miss, and I would definitely visit again. I have not visited a museum in a while, but mainly because I'm lazy. <laughs> Even though I always complain about Australia, most like major museums in Australia are free, and they're actually really worth it. Surprisingly, before when I lived in Taiwan, I never really went to museums, but after I moved here, I started to appreciate them much more. And they're free, but they're quite amazing. I'm like, hmm, there goes my tax money, but I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I love dinosaur. The dinosaur part in the Natural History Museum is very cool. Yeah, it has like huge building, and then the materials are really amazing too. But if you're like trying to go there right now, you need to book it online before you visit. Like plan beforehand.、Mm-hmm. Like this museum has over like eighty million items, so it's worth seeing and. Just a lot of things, and made me think about zoology and how humans and where we came from. Like I was thinking about a lot about universe and our existence after this museum. It's famous for the dinosaur skeletons, though. Like I said, I don't think I've seen like proper real dinosaur skeletons. So I think that would be really fun just to actually look at them. I used to love dinosaurs growing up. I loved everything. But、yeah, including dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. This is a museum that's worth visiting if you have children and babies, kids. Basically, you can have like、uh, hands-on that kind of exhibits as well as a lot of fossils. Was there like another museum that you wanted to introduce? Yeah. So as an artist, I definitely visit the Tate. It's basically one of the more important place for contemporary art. Once you visit London, England, you have to go to the Tate. And it's not a government institution actually, but it's sponsored by like their UK Department of Digital Media. And then Tate Britain based basically the art gallery consists of different types of contemporary art from new artists to a lot of shows actually. It has different kind of exhibits, from video art to different types of like two D, three D, that kind of arts, different mediums. Oh, I want to go now. <laughs> I love like modern art <laughs> so much. Like the one in Brisbane that's famous is basically called Gallery of Modern Art. But I would love to go like somewhere different, see, check out some new art, check out some UK artists. Do you prefer like、uh, like modern art compared to like older art, or do you like love them both? It's hard for me to decide, but as an artist, I believe if you could define it as art, then it's art, and I love all forms of all forms of art because it's created by someone with a mind, with a thought, like with a purpose. That's true, because when I first got into contemporary art, I was like, "What is this?" But then now I can like appreciate more and be like, "Ah." I really enjoy art, but sometimes when I see like some art, I'm like, huh, I don't know what's happening, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, speaking of contemporary art, Tate Modern actually consists of over a hundred years of art. So for those who think about contemporary art, you might think that it's just recent years. 
but actually it's not true. You could get work that's from the birth of modernism in the early 1990, I think, 1900s, till like the work today, right now. So it's you could still see a history and how contemporary art revolves around different changes in the society and the dynamics. And then the works included like paintings, sculptures, installations, video works, basically, and from artists all over the world. So not just artists in London. Oh wow! Another place on my bucket list when I go to London in the far future. So, like, speaking of art, like, did you see any plays or musicals? Cause I think the main reason that I wanted to visit London in the past was to go see like a musical. Yeah, as you know, I took like theater arts in London when I was there, right? And we had to talk about plays during our class. So after the art class, the play was starts at like nine p.m. or sometimes ten, and after the plays is midnight. But we, I watched a lot of plays. But I'll tell you three, four that I really liked. The first one is nineteen eighty four. Um, for those who know, it's it was a novel, but it was a different feeling when I saw the play. I was shocked about the dynamics, about the three D effects, about the sounds, and everything. The visuals—they were astonishing, definitely. I think I would love to go see nineteen eighty four because I actually really like the book. Yeah, I read the book too, and we we got like、um, first or second row seat. So for me, I was shocked to the point, shocked in a good way. As in, like I didn't expect a play like this could actually reveal that much, and it shows a lot, and it taught me a lot too. Like it's so memorable that I couldn't forget even years later until today. Wow! I think you just opened my eyes, and you definitely added like a musical to the bucket list of musicals that I want、mm-hmm. to watch. It's worth watching. And then the second one is Mamma Mia. I love the movie. I love the songs. So for those who know, I also sing, and Mamma Mia is what I love. And I use my own money, watch it outside of class. I remember at the end of the show, we were all like singing and dancing. Like people were standing up from their seats, and we were dancing, clapping our hands. Oh, that sounds so fun! I've never had that experience. Like you might feel like oh embarrassed, but honestly, when everyone else does it, you just do yeah, it. it's always like that. Maybe I should start next time I go see a musical. I'll be like, hell yeah, let's clap my hands and dance. Do you have any other like pieces that you would like, like you would recommend people to go see? So there is another one that is that is not as big in terms of the play and theater. It's called Blue Orange. I'm not sure if it's still going on, but it's a play written by an English dramatist called Joe Penhall. It's a piece that touches on race, mental health issue, and also 21st century Brit- British life. And honestly, I have to tell you something.、Mm-hmm. The actor is the actor that was in Get Out. Oh wow! Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, and I also got like pretty front row seat, and I was amazed by his acting. This play left me thinking a lot about the world that we live in today, about race, about mental health, and what we can do. Most of the plays I've been to are just、um, what have I been to? I've been to Aladdin, and I want to see Alice in Wonderland, but it was a ballet piece. And I went to Book of Mormon, so most of them are more like lighthearted. But I think I love to like see something a bit darker, maybe when I'm in a good mood. <laughs>、mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I said, I love Shakespeare, and I love 
all the dramas and plays basically written by William Shakespeare. And then I would recommend those to Shakespeare's Globe. It's all standing plays, so you have to go and stand for four hours while watching the plays. Speaking of Shakespeare Globe, they actually had like a small version that came to New Zealand. And when I went to New Zealand last year in March, I actually got to see it. But it's kind of you did, yeah. How was it? According to them, they replicated the UK one, but I think it might be smaller. The thing is, they had sitting seats, and then I paid for the sitting seats. But then the sitting seats are at the back, so in the end, I was like, people were so into it, and I was into it, so I just stood up and watched it while standing. It it was really nice. Like I'm a re- really theater person, but I'm not much of a Shakespeare person. So I watched Hamlet, and during the play, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try and understand and remember what they're doing." But I thought the acting was really <laughs> impressive because the cast was quite small, maybe less than ten people, and the set was quite simple. Like at least the one I watched. But their I think their acting just made it like so much better. It was actually. Quite comedic, so even if you don't understand anything, you can kind of get the comedy, and it kind of balanced out both like some of the darker parts and the comedic parts. So yeah, I thought it was quite impressive how they balanced it, because I feel like when a lot of people who do renditions of Shakespeare, they just make it like a full comedy, and for me, it kind of、mm-hmm. loses a little bit of something.、Mm. That was a lovely experience. I would go again <laughs> if they come to Australia. <laughs> Maybe something like yeah, I love Romeo、it. and Juliet. Watch the one in London. <laughs> It was amazing. I feel like I was like back in the day. You know, I feel like I was living in that century. Yeah, when I was standing and watching it. The outfits were so lovely. They were really cute. I miss those days with theater. <laughs> During your study abroad, did you go to any day trips or like several day trips from London? And like, were there any favorites? Yeah, so I actually went to many places. I would like after Friday afternoon, I would be like, oh, let's go, let's book this ticket, book this train. And one of the trips I went, I went to Edinburgh, and I love it. It was slightly colder, of course, but I went, and it was great because my friend went to the University of Edinburgh, and I got to visit her school. And it's it feels very different from London city, of course. And then when I was in Edinburgh, I was having a problem understanding people's accents. There are people from like Scottish. I try to buy a bunch of cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> cashmere, everything, cashmere scarves, cashmere clothes, because they sell those in Edinburgh, and I tried to buy those for my parents as like a gifts, souvenirs. But then people who were selling the cashmere scarves, they were Scottish, and I was having problem understanding what they were saying. <laughs> I think that's normal. Yeah, they have. I I don't know how to imitate their accent, but it it was very strong, and I was like, pardon me, and then he was <laughs> repeating it again, but. I couldn't understand. I feel so awkward when that happens. I'm like, I swear, I'm an English speaker. I just, I'm just bad at accents. Did it feel like you're walking into history? Because everyone says it's like filled with castles and quite of like a magical historic place. Did you feel that? Yeah, people, people were like playing music on the street, and I also visit the Elephant's Cafe, in which is that's where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Oh my god, I love Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I took a bunch of photos. I was like, "That's the seat that J.K. Rowling sat." I'm gonna sit here <laughs> for an afternoon thinking that I could write the next I novel. I think you can. You just have to go back again, <laughs> finish it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I love it. Yeah, that's where she went, Elephant's Cafe. Oh man, I was like,、hmm, that sounds familiar, and I was like, "Oh, it's J.K. Rowling." <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
So was there like anything memorable that happened to you in London? Yes. So during like field trips, um, the professor took us to Shakespeare's birthplace. Of course, it's basically a restored 16th century half-timbered house, and it was in Stratford, hours away from London. But we went, and then it was a field trip, right? <laughs> so then I wanted. To have fun, and I packed my backpack, and I bought a backpack just for it. And my backpack was like neon color. Guess what? It was like in the middle of the summer, and then all the bugs stuck on my backpack. No. Oh my gosh! Like that's one of the most terrifying, but memorable things that happened to me. There, there wasn't just one. There were like forty. I've never seen that many bugs in my life. I'm not from Australia. And I didn't know at first. I was still happy, like, oh, Shakespeare, let's take photos. And then <laughs> a friend was like, Amy, what's that on your back? Wait, they're moving. Wait, what are they? And I was like, no, all the bugs and bees they were stuck on my neon color backpack. Did you do like anything? Cause even I would be terrified, and I live in Australia. I. Went directly into the Shakespeare's birthplace house. There's like a souvenir store next to it, and I bought the biggest bag. That's why I have a Shakespeare's head on my bag. So I still have the bag to till till today. I have never seen you wear it in Taiwan. I actually、oh, use it.、Oh, I do you, use you it. You should wear it、yeah. next time I see you. I'll I'll be like, yeah, you know the yeah, story. Fun. That was memorable.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think Shakespeare's birthplace was worth visiting? Because I remember, I think it was、um, like eleventh grade in high school, I believe. We had to read that book about Shakespeare, and they talked about his birthplace. So I was like, "Oh, sounds interesting." So would you reckon it's a good day trip? Yeah, I believe because the tour of the house was interesting, and then the staff were sharing their knowledge. They know a lot about the story and what happened, and I recommend like you taking the time reading the displays before entering the to the house. Yeah, because the tour of the house doesn't take very long, so make sure you take the time and read everything. Then it does make a difference. I think it would. Like I feel like understanding more about a place and things like that would definitely make me appreciate like a place more. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like a, if you're like me, a big fan of Shakespeare. Yeah. So all the Shakespeare fans who are listening to this, you should go. Because <laughs> even I want to go. <laughs> exactly.、Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of like pretty flowers and bugs. Oh,、too. bugs! Flowers, But, great. <laughs> good, good. Like, of course, like they're flowers. Was the gift store like worth it or <laughs> not? Yeah, like gift store was worth it. They had like limited editions for Shakespeare and then the plays written in different formats. Um, so I loved it. There were a lot of quotes and monologues from Shakespeare that they sold in different formats and mediums from the gift shop. Oh, that sounds lovely.、Mm-hmm. The entrance fee was like twelve pounds. I would just pay it. Might as well because I'm there. <laughs> It's not too bad.、Yeah. <laughs> And you can see some of the outfits that they were wearing during that time. It's very historical. For the first time, the experience was amazing. Wow! Even the outfits, I can't really imagine like that era. Well, I kind of can, but not really. I'm like, these outfits look really fancy and hard to wear, but it's nice looking at them, I guess. Yeah, and also the building outside was very, you know, it's worth seeing, and it's incredible how it has survived so many years of different conditions and weather since it was built. The thing is, I had no idea that it survived. Like, kind of like was an impression that it just effing like disappeared. But 
It's a good thing that I survived. It's amazing to call to see the history that's where Shakespeare was born, and it has a lovely garden to walk through. It's definitely a great town vibe, though, and you could just enjoy your fish and chips, <laughs> listening to the music in the town. Do you think the fish and chips were good, <laughs> like in UK in general? Well, it's worth trying. Depends on where you get it. Don't get it from a random store. <laughs> yeah, but personally, I don't like fried food, but I tried it. It's cool.、Oh, okay, I guess I don't like fried foods, but I would try it if I travel to UK. I think. <laughs> to finish this podcast, would you recommend studying abroad in London? I would definitely. London is a place that's full of diversity, history, and they have different types of tours. No matter if you go to London for work or for class, you would meet a lot of great people who have great stories to share. And every little part of the city, every little town, every little store has its own history. It's a city that is both modern and traditional. That consists of a lot of knowledge and a lot of interesting places for people to find out and to discover. So I definitely recommend studying in London. I think I'm really convinced now. You've like, <laughs> you've got my love for UK back. Yeah, I love it.、Oh. And they have a lot of stores that sell、um, handmade cards, crafty stuffs. You know, like they appreciate arts, humanities. They appreciate history, architecture, combination of contemporary arts with the traditions and everything. Oh, I think I wish I could live in a city like that. I think at least Brisbane <laughs> needs to work on that. Just saying, <laughs> there's not like as much arts as some older cities. Well, I think、yeah. London has been added to my long. Continuously expanding bucket list of countries that、I、want to visit. Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely visit. And from what I know, a lot of people wanted to get the license for black cabs in London. It's one of the most challenging tests in the world. You know, it's considered a really good job and good career choice. They had to memorize all the street names without like a GPS. They basically have to print all the map and know every name, every alley. So huge respect for those. I don't think I'll be able to do that job because I'm the one person who drives home from university, and I will look at Google Maps <laughs> proudly. <laughs> so I have respect. Oh, one last thing for those who are listening: if you love Harry Potter, you have to go. The Warner Bros. Studio Tour London location, like you could get the tickets online. It's called Warner Bros. Studio, and that's where they filmed like Harry Potter. And there's a lot of scenes where they went there, and it was amazing. Oh, <laughs> because one of the experience was they photoshop me in this video. <laughs> like I had, I was in front of the green screen. And then I was basically flying in the video, like Harry Potter. It was very, it was expensive, but then worth the money. I bought the DVD of me flying like a Harry Potter with the outfit and like in the movie because they Photoshop. How much was it? <laughs>、uh, it was like sixty dollars or something. Oh, that's crazy.、Around. I remember. Oh, but it's it's the way. But I showed it to my parents. I was like, you see, this is what happens if I become one of the characters in Harry Potter. But my parents were amazed. They were like, "Wait, how did they even do that?" I for those who love Harry Potter, make make sure to check it out. Oh, I think my parents would buy like photos、mm-hmm. like that, especially my dad. 
I think you would go. You would, it's not a photo. It's oh, a video. video, right? Yeah, my dad would buy that. Yeah,、stuff. and they even had like the Harry Potter music in the background. They edited it so well. Oh God. Oh. Yeah, I'd be like, take my money. <laughs> take my money now. <laughs> take my money. Take my wallet.、Mm-hmm. Just gonna wear all my Harry Potter merchandise, which isn't very much. But then you know, pretend I'm a Harry Potter character. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I wish I could visit London with you. You know, it would be so fun. Same. I will actually go again. So you will <laughs> hit me up. You actually will. <laughs> yeah, actually will. Actually want to go again when COVID gets better, of course. Yeah, like I do want to go to Europe when COVID gets、mm. better. <laughs> I actually like look at the countries in Europe and go like,、hmm, how's COVID going there? And I see the numbers. I'm like. Um, probably not gonna go there anytime soon. <laughs> I hope they get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Thank you, Amy, for recording this podcast with me, and it's really nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. And I have my own podcast in which I also did an episode with Evelyn on traveling. It's called Midnight O Two. So search it up, and you can hear Evelyn's voice on my channel、yep. too. You get to hear my voice again, and. I'll put the link in the show notes, so you guys should check it out and support podcasters like us because we need、Yay. some love. <laughs> I need love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank、today. you. I'm looking forward to see you in person, or if we record the future podcast again, that'd be lovely. Yes, we should.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see you. Yeah. Thank you and bye. Bye.